0: that was a nice change and actually the next album I'd say is also in that same
1: vein a bit yeah this this album uh came out 3 years later right at the end of the 70s and um i say i mean it's one of my favorite george solo albums maybe my second favorite after all things must pass it's called george harrison where he came up with the title i don't know <laughs> But it's got a lot of great songs on it. Uh, Blow Away was a a hit song on it, Uh, which is a really sweet tune. Um, I like Here Comes the Moon. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that you like it as much, but uh, uh, it's sort of of a sequel to Here Comes the Sun. Uh, I don't know why you like to rate sequel songs so much. (laughs) But but, uh, on its own merits, it's a pretty good song. Love comes to everyone. It's not too bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, But let's hear this song, which was written back in 68 for the right album, released here, called Not Guilty.
2: Not guilty Of getting in your way While you're trying to steal the day I'm trying to steal your vest Doo-doo-doo. I'm not trying to be smart I only want what I can get I'm really sorry for your aging head But like you heard me said, I'm not guilty
0: That's a great song, Not Guilty, from George Harrison. It's so different than the Beatles version of it.
1: Yeah, it's very, um, and this whole album is kind of, uh, you know, we, we talked about an earlier album being slow tempo, but th- this one has a, a, a sort of a relaxed, but in a in a way that's not, in, in a way that's just like a, a quiet and thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 it's hard to describe. Yeah. Um
0: no, it's got a nice. It's got a mellow vibe to it. Very, yeah,
1: confident, really relaxed. Whatever yeah. the, the word is for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and George even relaxed his hair a little bit. He's got a perm on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> got some serious hair going. A serious <laughs> perm.
1: So he's really relaxed. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, hair is a pretty good album. Uh, it was followed uh, in 1981. Uh, by an album uh, that has one good song on it. Well. Uh, and otherwise, it's kind of a, a, a dud, if you ask me. Um, Somewhere in England. Somewhere in England was another, had
0: some other problems with it. He recorded some extra songs for it, but then had problems with the record company, or they didn't like the first edition of his album, so he recorded some other songs and wrote a real snarky one called. Blood from a Clone, which was the first song on the album, I think, and it makes fun of the music industry. And uh, George always, he, he was not one to hide his feelings about things, kind of like John. I think they both shared that. They weren't afraid to say their feelings and or put their feelings into songs, whereas Paul might have held back a little bit. You sometimes don't know. But uh, that Blood from a Clone is actually a pretty good song on there. Uh, But probably the most famous song on somewhere in England is the tribute to John Lennon.
1: Um, Yeah, the tribute song to John Lennon all those years ago. uh, um, Paul wrote a uh, John Lennon uh, (laughs) tribute song, which I don't like so much. Which we we will uh, discuss in depth in a future episode. Mm -hmm. I think this is the better of the John Lennon tribute songs. Uh, Ringo, Paul, Linda, and Danny Lane all perform on this song. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's hear a little bit of it all those years ago.
2: I'm shouting all about love Well, they cheated you like a dog
0: Yeah, some good work, good yep. lines in that. All those years ago by George from somewhere in England has some good lyrics and a nice laid-back feel again. George was just feeling laid-back in those late 70s, early 80s years, wasn't he?
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a too uh, laid-back. Yeah, got a little too laid-back the rest of the album, if you <laughs> ask me. Um, I don't know what his obsession was with the... Um, American composer hoagie Carmichael <laughs> all of a sudden but he has two hoagie Carmichael songs. Yes. On this <laughs> album uh um, Hong Kong Blues. This, this this album this album and particularly the album after this for some reason he he, he got into this idea of like, "Oh, let's make things sound exotic and tropical." <laughs>
0: yeah because he yep. had just he had just bought a house in Hawaii,
1: so well that must be it because he yeah. his next album uh gone tropo <laughs>
0: <laughs> we can't even say it it's this is kind of like kind of known as i think most people would say, and we're not being mean to George here' because we love George, but I think most people would put this in the top five worst beatles album Beatles solo albums ever, and yeah. part of it's because nobody knows it it was released and hardly sold anything it was a real commercial flop the
1: the only person the only way you would have heard this album really is if you watch the film time bandits one of the songs kind of appears in it that's for a brief period of time but otherwise it's a it's a really it's a stupid looking cover for for one george is wearing a a glasses and a hat and has long hair again And, but that's penciled in, in this song, it's sort of like a, I guess it's trying to be a, Hmm. when you have a, 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 you go on vacation and you send a, oh, postcard. Oh, postcard. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's going to, and I guess it's trying to look like a postcard or something like that. (laughs) It's uh, a stupid, uh, stupid album cover. (laughs) The, The dumbest of all. Beatles album covers ever, um, and that's saying something. That's saying something. And then, and then, yeah, all of the songs are very like we we said we said how much we liked uh, his lightheartedness on uh, thirty three to third. Well, in this one, it's like he didn't take anything seriously anymore. No. You know, it's um, like I don't care. Yeah, Whatever.
0: Like they just came back from going to the beach at Waikiki Beach or something with a bunch of. Pina coladas and decided to go record an album, and that's what it sort of sounds like.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's a it's a it's a poor poor album. Um, oh, jeez. I guess let's hear. I don't know. Well, let's I've try. got the the one song
0: that was a single off it, it was the first single was called "Wake Up My Love," and that okay. was later featured on the greatest hits album "Best of Dark Horse" 1976 to 89. So. This, along with the title track on Tropo, are the two songs that were maybe salvaged from the album. So here's a little of Wake Up My Love. was wake up my love from gone trouble
1: Uh, i'm sorry i I, the reason it's called wake up my love is because it puts you to sleep (laughs) well it
0: put george to sleep because he didn't record an album for another five years
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah, he kind of disappeared for a while um he was obviously on the wrong track (laughs) <laughs> with Gontrapo, going you know where he went for five years? Is he went Tropo. <laughs> <laughs> he went Tropo. Yeah, and I think you know he might have uh, just retired at that point. But he ran into this fella, he became very very close friends with this old uh, this old fella from a, a band called the Electric Light Orchestra, musician must- Jeff Lynn And Jeff's like, "Hey, George." We got to we got to record another album with you.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> let yeah. me produce it, and then George is like, "Great idea," and uh, actually, it was a pretty good idea career-wise because uh, this album was kind of a hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to number eight in the U.S. Uh, Cloud nine. Cloud nine from
0: 1987. I I remember this one. I picked it up at the Northbrook Court Mall in Northbrook, <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> and i remember getting the lp of it it was a big deal because there weren't too many new Beal releases at that time paul had a couple forgettable albums in the mid 80s like press to play and uh, <laughs> things like that but th- because george like we said you hadn't heard from george in years this was a big deal and it got a lot of hype and a couple of big hits off it too so I know we, we're going to talk, this, we'll have an Agree to Disagree episode and I'm sure the topic of Jeff Lynne will come uh, come up again, but I always yes. have good, good memories of this album and I, it did do wonders for George, like you said.
1: Um, yeah, um, it had a couple of pretty good hit songs on it. Got My Mind Set on You was like a number one hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, When We Was Fab, which was another contemplative uh a song sort of like all those years ago this one was uh about just the experience of the uh Beatles co-written with Jeff Lynn. um pretty good song uh, a couple other good tracks on on there not too bad i i th- i think it's for me it's never in uh, i don't i don't spin the record very often yeah, yeah. um and it's uh, Jeff Lynne's per- Jeff Lynn on ELO as an ELO performer, I love mm-hmm. Jeff Lynn, producer. It kind of drives me crazy. <laughs> uh, you're gonna get really '80s plastic sounding drums. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the biggest uh, complaint I have about him. But uh, nice. but this is this was a good uh, career um, for George.
0: And so let's listen to what do you say? How about uh, when we was fab? Sure. All right.
2: Back then, long time ago, when grass was green.
0: We was fab from Cloud Nine with a bunch of Beatle references on it. There's the sitar and some lyrics about the four of them, and it's a real nostalgic
1: look back. Even the uh there's a, their lick, their uh, <laughs> sort of uh, strings lick. Yeah, the and, and it is very reminiscent of some a couple of different Beatles tunes. So. Yeah, a
2: yeah.
1: uh, pretty good, pretty good song. If you if you had to have s- one song post-Beatles that comments on the Beatles to choose from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would mean, that one.
0: It's a good one, yeah.
1: <laughs> Lovely. Definitely. And then uh, George, after that, uh, that was about it. I mean, he disappeared forever. Unfortunately. And uh, he, he didn't release an album in the 90s at all. Right. all. Um, well, unless you count Live in Japan which was released in the 90s. Yeah. I guess Traveling Wilburys Volume 3 was released in 1990. But um, but his uh, next solo album was also his last solo album.
0: Yeah, and right after he died, he was. this was the album he was finishing right before he died, and then after he died, Jeff Lynn and uh, Danny Harrison, his son, came in and finished it up. It was called Brainwashed. And... Uh, Chris and I both think there are a lot of good tunes on it, right? I, I,
1: I feel like, um, and it got pretty decent reviews, yeah. and I agree with it. I, I feel like it's almost an, I mean, if you can have an underrated album yeah. that's also the last album and a posthumous release, and uh, this is it. I mean, it's got some great tracks on it right from the start, Any Road. Last Saturday mm-hmm. Night's not too bad of a song. Mm-hmm. Marwa Blues is uh, kind of one that got. I did this way. I mean, I don't know that there was uh, necessarily uh, singles. No, from this album, but uh, Marwa Blues might have been one. Uh, but I think I'd le- really like to hear uh, one of my favorite George songs. Period, which is Stuck Inside a Cloud.
2: So little Never smoked so much Lost my concentration I could Even lose my touch Talking to myself
0: A cloud. that was stuck inside a cloud from brainwashed and it's uh, got all right. the it's got all the george harrison tricks in it the sly guitar the jangly acoustic you've mentioned
1: the philosophical lyrics that's got it all in there it's it's also got this just excellent guitar sound to it yes yes. really unique and really oh man i it just makes you want him to still have been around and that to have been the start of him making a a new set of uh, songs but uh, unfortunately that was his last album now there are some other releases you can get george wise uh, there yeah. are two live albums. One is uh, Concert for Bangladesh, <laughs> with that famous, uh, oh, we forgot Billy Preston, <laughs> uh, from, the, from the film of the same name.
0: Um, and I think on a future episode, we're going to be talking about Beatles live releases, because there's a lot of them. And yeah. they're, they're, uh, they range from really great, to, like the Concert for Bangladesh, to kind of marginal, so we'll we'll yep. talk about the concert of Bangladesh in more detail.
1: Yeah, and live in Japan as well, mm-hmm. uh, which was released in ninety-two. Uh uh he had three compilation albums, uh Best of George Harrison, uh which is uh, sort of half Beatles, half uh early, very, very early uh solo uh George stuff. It includes uh the song Bangladesh which uh, is the only place you can get that, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Best of Dark Horse, which is that (laughs) blue-covered one. That was the first George thing I purchased, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then in 2009, there was Let It Roll, songs by George Harrison, which includes uh, all of the albums, um, including the last one. Um, And that's about it. Uh, Oh, except for... uh, the little group he was in after the Beatles.
0: Yeah, the super group formed in the late 80s with Roy Orbison, Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, and Jeff Lynn called the
1: Traveling Wilburys.
2: And they had two uh, albums,
1: uh, Volume 1 and Volume 3, because Volume 2 got re- uh, erased or something. <laughs> uh, um, and... Uh, <laughs> And they're both pretty decent albums, I mean, uh, uh, varying quality. Um, Recently, they repackaged kind of both of them in a big, you could get like a big uh, sort of almost box set of both of those albums and some extra tracks and stuff. It's uh, worth a dig through. Yeah, I think
0: the first album particularly has some good songs on it. Just to have all those rock legends in one place, writing tunes when they were... Assuming different names and Bob Dylan sounds pretty good. He wrote a couple of interesting songs Uh, Handle with Care" was the one you might have heard of. That's that was a pretty famous song
1: Yeah, we 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 will have uh, maybe we'll have one traveling lowberries episode coming up Mm -hmm. and we'll uh, hear a little bit from Handle with Care" at that time. Yeah, but But that's it for George. Uh, So I'm looking forward to seeing this movie If you if you even go, the 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 uh, movie is so hyped right now. If you type in George Harrison in Google, I'm gonna do it right now. Harrison. First thing that pops up is Living in the Material World, George Harrison. Wow. Uh, And it's from the. It's like uh, his website is like really exploding with, you know, see this film. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I, I think three hours of George is pretty exciting because of any of the Beatles, you you probably know the least about George, uh, I, I'd say, because of, he well, he kept such a private profile for his solo Beatles career that you just didn't know what he did for all those years he wasn't recording. Not like Paul where every move he's out in the press or uh, Ringo who was doing things and John who's protesting and, you know, so George was pretty mysterious and kept things, kept, uh, kept his profile pretty hidden. So this is why I think all Beatle fans should go out and see
2: it. And I know I'm very excited. <laughs> Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time.